Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Welcome to the Movie Council podcast. I'm your host, AJ Sherry. I'm joined, as always, by the Movie Council's daddy, Dan Sherry. Hello. And that's it. And that's Hi-yo. it. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and every week we bring you reviews and news and all kinds of other movie goodness series can handle. And tonight we have a very special episode. Oh, yes. Um, where we'll be discussing the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and most oh, yeah. more more importantly, um, Dan will be teaching yours truly about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starting with 2008's Iron Man and and a few more movies after that, and then all kinds of tie-ins to the comic books and all that stuff. Yes, but sir. before we get into all that, how are you doing this week, Dan? Ah, uh, yeah, not too bad. It's you know, uh, these past few weeks have been tough. So like any week that uh, doesn't suck is a good week right now. But you know, sure. so it's not bad. Uh, yeah, the the th- things are going in the right direction. So I, I'm feeling good. So uh, how about yourself? Do you, did you get a new car this week yet? Uh, where, well, where, where, where where's your car situation at? Things with the insurance company appraisers move kind of slowly. Yeah, so I always do. So I didn't know if it was going to be totaled. It turns out mm-hmm. it's not. It's not totaled. Wow. He, when I met with the appraiser, he said, "Well, odds are that it won't be because these cars are worth a lot more these days." No, just because way. Just, really? just a lot more than they used to be, just because. Mm-hmm. Of you know the situation in the automotive, yeah. you know, you know, right. in the, the, the chip market. shortage and all that right. shit that was going on, right? So I'm getting a check whenever it gets here for about twenty four hundred dollars, and twenty four hundred dollars did not total the car. That's like considering it's like old and that car is old enough to drive itself. <laughs> so it's like sixteen years, right? I, I don't know how yeah. it works with the dealership. You know, some of our listeners might be able to tell me if anybody wants to chime in. Mm-hmm. Um and we'll get to how they can chime in in a second. But you know, um can I trade in a, a, a damaged car like that and, and get something beyond what the insurance company I mean will Toyota say pay me something for the car or will they just take it off my hands i don't know know. i'm gonna take it there and i'm gonna find out for myself but you know what i bet at this point you can definitely find someone that will give you a decent amount for it i feel like you know and you put that on top of the 2400 right i feel like i'm double i'm double i'm double dipping a little bit here right right? yeah (laughs) but but i want to know if that's possible so i'm going to try it out i know labor day is one of those days that people go buy cars so Mm -hmm. you know i'm going to be heading over there i assume the check would have already been here they swear it got mailed out 
But yeah. you know, you know, whatever. That's just the, the way the world moves nowadays. I feel like Big with time. snail mail. So anyway, so doing good besides I'm on vacation this week or staycation rather and just very nice. Just chilling just chilling, watching a lot of Marvel movies, by the way. I watch more than yeah. I I watch more than I than I promise. So Ooh, we'll, get, we'll get into that. So We'll get into that, oh. and I and I have my thoughts and questions, and and and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm going to be a sponge. I'm going to absorb your teachings. So good, good, good. Before we get into that, how can I? Uh, I mentioned this earlier. How can people reach us? Yes, I, I was just about to say that. Yeah, anyone that you, you get some uh, car recommendations for AJ, or if you know someone that wants to buy his car, you can hit us up. Uh, you can email us. It is moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. Or hit us up on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We are at Movie Council Pod. And uh, yeah, wherever you're listening, give us a rating and a review. Helps out the podcast a ton, and we totally appreciate it. We certainly do. Um, all right, let's. You got a little news you wanted to share with us before we get into this, right? You wanna, you wanna, yeah, this, spill this some tea. I, <laughs> it's something I kind of find interesting that uh, uh, came out this week or last week whatever um so the new uh anna de armis uh marilyn monroe biopic that's coming out in september uh it just got uh a an nc-17 rating from the mpaa wow right and which is surprising but you know what i to be honest, I'm fucking here for it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> more nude and a day armist. Like, Please. can't go wrong with that. <laughs> you know, thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but the thing I find interesting about it is like, so in the past, there have been movies that got hit with NC 17. So they like cut stuff out and they did whatever they could to get it down to an R. Yeah. They're not doing that with this movie. They're just like, oh, we got an NC-17, so be it. And and I got to say, I think that's actually awesome. The fact that, and especially like with so many movies uh, in the past, what, 20 years or whatever, like everyone wants to get to a PG-13 because it, it gets you the most money. You know, it doesn't make you the best movie, but it gets you the most money, and that seems to be what most movies do. And this one isn't going for like, oh, what's going to make us the most money or, you know, anything like that. They're going, what is the best movie we can put out there? And that's what they did. And it got hit with NC-17 and they said, fuck it, we're, we're sticking with it. So I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, isn't that isn't that a Netflix? Is that going to Netflix? Yes. I believe it's one they're going to release to the theaters as well because okay. they. I think they think it has some Oscar, you know, buzz to it. So, but yeah, it's a Netflix movie, so it'll be out on there. But that's interesting. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I can't remember the last NC seventeen movie that came out that had you know big names in it like that. There was a buzz, you know. Showgirls. Showgirls. Showgirls was, that, was the last was a, one. That was the yeah. last one. That was what thirty something years ago. <laughs> like that was a yeah, long ass time. A long ago, time, man. and they yeah, like you said, they they want to cut it back as much as they can to to get. I mean, if with the NC seventeen, at the at the very least, they want it to be R. Exactly. Yeah. You know, at the very least. 
Yeah, I think uh, I've heard Kevin Smith talk about this. I think uh, it, it might, it, I don't know if it was Clerks or one of his early movies. They gave it an NC seventeen rating, and he had to like cut out tons of, and it was all because of language, really, mm-hmm. which is, is fucking weird that you know they're that afraid of words, but you know, but you know he talked about that and how like to make any money he had to get it down to an R. But, you know, I think some of this has changed, and I, I, I give credit, weirdly, to Deadpool. Because prior to Deadpool, like I said, everyone wanted to be PG-13. Deadpool said, fuck it, we're going to be an R-rated movie. And it still made, you know, $150 million in the box office. So I think since then, people have realized, you know, you can have a huge blockbuster, even if... 14 and 15 year old kids aren't going you know there's enough adults out there that like adult content that will go out and make you a shit ton of money right true very yeah. true so so that's it very very interesting stuff i'd say yeah. so. what's the what's the name of that uh it's called blonde yeah blonde. and it comes out yeah end of september like i said anna de Armas is playing marilyn marilyn monroe Right, we talked about um, it being at the Venice Film Festival and all that too. I mm-hmm. think, right? Yeah, it, it's it, it looks great, and it's uh, based on a book by Joyce Carol Oates. Uh, what's his name? Andrew Dominic is the director. He's yeah. done stuff like Killing Them Softly and you know uh, the assassination mm-hmm. of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, which is a super underrated movie. It's got a terrible title. Let's be honest. The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford is a terrible movie title. (laughs) It's a good film. I fucking love the film, but it's a terrible title. Yeah, um, Killing Me Softly, I've not seen. I'm looking at this. Mm -hmm. Um, It looks interesting, though. He's directed some like kind of grittier stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows what this thing is going to be, but, you know, I'm interested. I'm here for it. You know, by the way, I'm thinking some week we should we should uh, kind of put together a list of the worst movie titles of all time. Not necessarily the worst movies, just the worst titles, because like there's some really bad movie titles out there. Like I was. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, maybe the worst of all time. I'm sure, you know what, if we think about it, we can come up with worse. But I don't know why this movie popped in my head the other day. But from, like, the 90s, that uh, Patrick Swayze, um, I think Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo were in it. It was called Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> What a piece of shit title for a movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a... That's a terrible title. Yeah, yeah, it is. is. (laughs) You know, people went and saw it. It, You know, the movie did pretty well from what I remember, but... Yeah, so... But but I bet we can find some that are at least as bad as that. Yeah, probably. I don't know if it gets worse, but I bet we could come up with some really bad ones if we put our minds to it. (laughs) Certainly. Yeah. So. uh, Yeah. 
Well, I didn't really have anything. I was, like I said, too busy watching Marvel movies. So, mm-hmm. and I watched the. You want to get into this? Let's get yeah, into. Yeah, let's it. Just do right. this because I'm super excited. Right. Okay, can I just? Do, I know I'm talking a lot, but again, like I said, Daddy just smoked before we came on. But let me just give this a quick setup in case we have any new listeners or anything. Um, but you know, you know, I think like we're at like. 10 million by the time this comes out we might be up to 12 million so we we might have a couple million new listeners who knows yeah um (laughs) but for 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 any new listeners here's the deal like we've been doing this podcast for a while and aj is like the movie council's resident like real movie guy he's into like film whereas i I'm into fucking the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, so, so from the beginning of this podcast, there, there have been times where I've tried to get AJ into the MCU, and he's, you know, like, oh, you know, after I finish my Hitchcock uh, <laughs> rewatch, I might get into it, or yeah. you know. <laughs> so, so I am so excited because we are finally here. He's finished his Hitchcock and Kurosawa reviews, and he's ready, <laughs> ready to dive into the MCU. And I am fucking here for it. I can't wait because I, I want you to love it. Um, and I and I know actually because I rewatched the beginning as well. Uh, I can see there there might be some bumps, but I'm going to make you love the MCU by the time we're done with this. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. If today was any indication, mm-hmm. um, um, it's up and down right now for me. Okay, okay, okay. I think I can help with this, though. It's up and down, and uh, I, I can, I can tell you why, and I can just get into it with 2008's Iron Man, which is a higher yeah. high, high point for me. Yes. So let's start actually, with that one. Yeah, that's the that's the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Yes. That's the first one. And it starts off really well. Like that's a really cool film. I remember I actually did see this one in the theater back in 08. Um, I don't know what prompted me to go to the theater to see it or who I was with at the time or whatever. I don't I don't think it was on a date or anything. Um, I don't remember, but I might—I don't know—I might have seen it with the kid. You know, he was like ten years old then, so you know, it's likely that I saw it with him. That sounds um, about right. Yeah, yeah, starring Robert Downey Jr. and um, Terrence Howard and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Jeff Bridges. And, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a really good movie. Like, it's just a good movie. Right, the story's interesting and keeps you invested, and um, the villain has like real motivations, you know, and he's duplicitous in all the right in all the evil ways you like expect, right. you know, someone trying to you know usurp, you know, power in a company, and also you know he gets a little like uh, a little out of control with it too, so. Yeah. In all the best ways, like Jeff Bridges is terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark is is really really good. He sort of uh, took that role by storm, and he just kind of embodied it. Mm-hmm. And so I really liked it. It's you know basically, you know this guy, this really brilliant guy who owns his own company. He's a, a weapons um, a, um, uh, what a manufacturer, yeah, like high tech weapons and you know for you know selling it to the military and he's like brash and arrogant and you know he's just got this way about him where he doesn't really give a shit (laughs) um until some shit goes down yeah you know but which by the way just real quick one of the things that makes him so great in his brashness and all that is the fact that he is so goddamn brilliant that he can like back it up, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and but, nine, the nine times out of 10, he's right. You know? Yeah. More than that. Mm-hmm. More often than not, he's right. Yeah. So he gets himself into a foreign country selling weapons and um, his convoy gets hit. Um, and he gets captured and he has to get his way, work his way out of there. But he, at the, in the meantime, there's shrapnel in his body, and they they, they had to jerry rig some device to him to keep him alive that keeps the shrapnel away from his body, away from his heart. Right. And um, and then he he gets his he make they want him to make a weapon for them, the cap his captors, and he makes a suit of armor uh, built to um, to basically fly and mm-hmm. uh, has some weapons on, so he can get there. out of there. Yeah. Yeah. And he succeeds in doing that, which then, you know, prompts, you know, anyway, we, if you haven't seen it, it's, 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 you know, it launches, you know, the cinematic universe with, with mm-hmm. the character of Iron Man. Yeah. Um, which is an iconic, you know, Marvel cinematic, not Marvel, Marvel comic character. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I've never read any Marvel, any uh, Iron Man comics at all, personally. Right. So I have no sense of the tie-in or or who the other side characters are. Um, I do think it's interesting that um, these films they sort of have a because I, if I was correct uh, it, in doing this, I watched Iron Man: The Incredible Hulk, which I just switched to HBO Max for. Yeah, so it's, uh, that to me. Yeah, it <laughs> writes things with the movie studios. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. That's why the Spider-Man movies aren't on Disney Plus either. And so, then I right, okay, that's yeah. but is that really cinematic MCU like the the later stuff? ones are? Yeah, Spider-Man: Homecoming, right, and right. Far From Home and stuff. Those yeah are, but okay. They'll be there soon enough. They're, Disney's just buying everything. So. Okay. And then, so Incredible Hulk, then Iron Man 2, and then I watched Thor. Was I correct oh. in going to Thor? Yes, Thor would be the next one. So it, nice. seemed cor- it seemed correct, that, but mm-hmm. it seems like they're creating this through line with the um, shield. The people yes. from shield, they're creating yeah. this through line and this like tangible connection from movie to movie with like, you know, with Nick Fury and Mm-hmm. Agent Coulson and you know obviously um, yeah. Black Widow and whatever like they're getting this like 
that's how they're sort of piecing it together. Not so right. much in the Incredible Hulk, although right at the end See, of that's, it. So so uh, let's get into it. so 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 that's the thing, right? Um, so this for the first Iron Man movie is just excellent from beginning to end because you know at that point they wanted to make an MCU. They just weren't completely sure it was going to happen, so they just went and made the best movie they could, and it. And they nailed it. Like, like I said, they, there's so many great things. You know, uh, the villain there, uh, Jeff Bridges as Iron Monger, as he's known in the comics, is amazing. Um, and it, like you said, you loved it. And it, but it also had so many little things in it that, like, you know, as a comic book fan, and I, you know, I didn't read a ton of Marvel, but. You know, like I, I watched all the Marvel cartoons and I read a lot of X-Men comics and stuff. But, you know, you, you start to know the world. So, like all these little references they they make and they kind of lay these little Easter eggs end up being super fun as the, as the MCU goes on, you know. So, yeah, so Iron Man was great. I thought The Incredible Hulk. So, what are your thoughts? I thought... Uh, the it, so it's starring Edward Norton as Incredible Hulk, uh, which I guess uh, he's from watching. Uh, truth be told, I've been watching She Hulk with no context. I just like yes. Tatiana Maslany, and uh, mm-hmm. he's not in that role anymore. It's Mark Ruffalo. Yes, um, but I that's the other thing about these MCU films. The the, the four that I've watched, they're mm-hmm. all they're all like top notch acting. You know what I mean? Actors in there. Yeah. Top yeah. They they actress. didn't. <laughs> yeah. They got Carrie Johnson every chance they got. <laughs> yeah. So, the, the Edward Norton's is uh, most people might not know this that listen to us. I'm a huge Edward Norton fan. Just mm-hmm. I'm such a fan of his acting. Yeah. And nice so life. they he's in the lead role as Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. and um. What's her name? Liv Tyler. Yes. And William Hurt. Betty like, Ross. Right. William Hurt. And it's just like really well cast. Mm-hmm. Even even what's his yeah. name? Ty, Ty Broth. Yeah. yeah, Tim Ty Roth. Burrell. Ty Burrell from, from um, Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tim Roth, of course, who's uh, I'm also a big fan of. So yeah, impeccably casted all these films, right? Because they can. Um but for the Incredible Hulk, I did in, in sometimes. All right, I, I'm not going to jump around too much here. I was about to go into the Lou Ferrigno cameo. No, go for it. And, 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 just and roll, some, so, sometimes some of these like little cameos and things don't always mm-hmm. work for me. The Lou Ferrigno one did work for me. Yeah, like I did enjoy that. But sometimes it's like. You know, like I, I understand Stan Lee's going to show up in all these and whatever, but not anymore. But yeah, he was showing up in them, right? Yeah. Um, like Hitchcock would show up in his films too. You know, mm-hmm. I think although they, they aren't Stan Lee's films, but he wrote a lot of their. He created yeah. a lot of these. Characters. They're all based on what he created. So right, right, yeah, right. So he's in them. He has fun with them. Um, he's the one that drinks the soda. That's got the his. Uh, Banner's blood in it, whatever, right. from the factory, you know, and it gets traced back to the, you mm-hmm. know, and it too at Brazil, so then they can go find him or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, hey, it's not um, going to be long until he becomes the Hulk, we know. But he's what I did like before I let you hold that thought mm-hmm. for one second. Yeah. Like the thing, I used to watch the, the Hulk TV show with Lou Ferrigno. Yes. So, like, that's why that cameo worked for me, A. And B, they do do that thing where he's like constantly on the run and going from town to town and mm-hmm. doing that whole thing like he did on the show. Was the, the show itself was like a. It was a weekly thing, so he was like, it was like case of the week sort of thing, like yeah, show. freak of the week type, yeah, right, right. So, you know that, but he's going from town to town. They, you know, they always like he always ended the episode like walking away from the town, right? You know? With like, sad Hulk it, music, has sad Hulk music <laughs> hitching a ride. You know what I mean? Like that's, but they did that yes. in this movie, and I, I, I appreciated mm-hmm. the nostalgia of that and that little detail. Um, but this one didn't land as well for me only because it's like i don't know not all the not all the action like it was almost too too much action at time like they Mm -hmm. didn't spend as much time delving into the story i didn't know enough about like the motivations of the of the uh the what's his name william hurt's character the general or was he a yeah, General Ross, gender General Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, so he's I yeah. Get used to I, him. He will be around throughout the whole MCU. Basically, right, like we'll we'll get to the end of the Infinity Saga, and you'll still be seeing him. And I'm like, I guess like sometimes you're not getting enough at first because maybe we're gonna get some more later, and I need to pace myself because there's a lot of films, and maybe you learn more about this guy later. Mm-hmm. But I thought they sort of substituted more action and less story at times. I don't know. Right. I, I didn't love it. I liked Edward Norton in it. I liked mm-hmm. William Hart in it. I liked all the, the top, like the top line cast, like the four or five major players in the story. I thought they all yeah. did a good job. I just, the story didn't mm-hmm. always hit for me. Right. It wasn't so, bad. Uh, so here's the thing. Like they did, they kind of rushed through a lot of the backstory stuff. Like basically the whole opening credits was just showing how I didn't like that either. And, and that's all they give you. I get like, it's one of those things where they assume if you're watching it, you already know which is okay if you already know, but if you're not way into it, you don't know. So it, and it also makes it tough with this because, they could be coming from different uh, source material, you know, whether it's a comic books or the TV show, this one definitely leaned into the TV show. Like there, there were a couple shots that were taken straight from that, like that whole scene when he's in the chair and that like green light goes across his forehead is taken straight from the 77 TV show. The one of the times he turns into Hulk is taken straight from that. So, um, so the, the but they did they did do a nod so it felt like the comics when she like went to she came back from the store and gave him those purple pants to wear. Yeah, oh yeah, that was, that was totally Hulk's <laughs> purple pants in the comics. So, yeah. Right. So so there's a bunch of those fun little nods. That's what makes it you know uh, another thing about the MCU is even little things that happen in these movies that you know don't mean much now like later if you you know, dive into the MCU, these little things pay off later. Um, it, there's even one, so like that scene when he gives Lou Ferrigno the pizza 
and then he goes up and he's on the computer trying to find his data. And there's a guy, like this kind of nerdy looking dude in the library as well that he gave a pizza pizza to. And he just kind of holds up the pizza and says hi to him. That character is is played by Martin Starr, who, like whatever it was, like 10 years later, plays Peter Parker's teacher in Spider-Man. You know, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and then, the you know, Spider-Man Far From Home. He's Peter Parker's teacher, which they then kind of, I mean, I don't think at the time they made Hulk, they meant this, but they've retconned it. So that is him. He went to Culver College, you know, at that time. So you, you see him get the pizza and then all of a sudden later, you know, it pays off. And they and they get another fun one. Um, like you said, you watch Iron Man 2. So we'll just jump into it real quick. So at the end of Iron Man 2, when... Uh, all the robots are attacking the Stark Expo. And at one point, there's this little kid, and he's standing there, and he's wearing the Iron Man mask. And one of the drones comes down and kind of looks at him, and Stark saves him, flies off. He's like, yeah. good job, kid. This was retconned to, since this happened at that time in Queens, that would have been about the age Peter Parker was. So the fans were like, oh, I bet that was Peter Parker as a little boy, and they retconned it. So now, in fact, that little kid you saw at the Stark Expo was, in fact, Peter Parker. <laughs> so it's been like, you know, again, it's one of those things where if you dive in, they, they kind of reward you for it. So, so then they do little things that I feel like though are sometimes a little telegraphed like mm-hmm. even 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 like minor things like in Iron Man 2 um Coulson is leaving he's mm-hmm. like go he's he goes yeah I, I got some situation got to deal with in New Mexico and that's the only reason they have that conversation is yeah. so that he can tell him that so right. that you as the viewer can be like oh okay so it must be setting up he's going there to investigate something that has to do with one of the next movies or something. And then we're going to see next time we see Coulson, he's going to be in New Mexico doing whatever. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, he's in New Mexico because of the, you know, the, um, because of the Mjolnir land. So that is one of the like downsides of the MCU. That is actually, That's the reason Jon Favreau didn't come back and direct Iron Man 3. And it's why other directors have had problems like uh, Edgar Wright dropped out of doing Ant-Man because of this. But because, and this is where it started, is with Iron Man 2. You know, like I said, Iron Man, they just made the movie they wanted. Incredible Hulk, they just made the movie they wanted. You know, there's a little bit of tie-in, like, uh, so in the Incredible Hulk, those sonic cannons they used against them in the, at the uh, university, those could actually be seen on some blueprints at Stark Industries in Iron Man. So, you know, tiny little details that tie in, which are really fucking cool. But, you know, for the most part, both Iron Man and Incredible Hulk, just the movies they wanted to make. At Iron Man 2 is when it got to the point where like you know you make the movie you want 
but we need to tie in this, this, and this. Right. You need to have these scenes. You need to have this conversation in there. You need to have this, like, this Easter Easter egg here. Like, you have to do this. So it kind of takes the... It takes some creative away from the control. Movie. Yeah, it takes the director doesn't have as much control right. over the creative process, and mm-hmm. you know I, I understand why they wouldn't want to you know do it potentially. I understand. Yeah, certain. Yeah, I definitely get that. You know, I understand why Favreau might why he wouldn't have wanted to come back. I understand why a director would kind of pull up, but if you're a I don't know, an up and coming director, or you've, you know, you try, you, you got something that, like, I don't know, got you some, like, I don't know, critical accolades, but now you're trying mm-hmm. to make some money. Yeah. Jump in there. <laughs> you know, that. jump in there, right? Like, yeah. like, what's her name? Uh-oh. Did Eternals. Um, yeah, no Chloe name. Zhao. Yeah. So she wins an Oscar. And then that movie didn't, yeah, that movie didn't make any fucking money. So yeah. then she goes and makes the Eternals and makes a shit ton of money. Who cares if it's good, right? Like, mm-hmm. not that she didn't care, but I mean, I heard that right. one was one of the weaker entries. I didn't like it as much, but right. So, so it doesn't mean she's not a good director. Um, mm-hmm. Just, you know, yeah. I don't think they have as much creative freedom mm-hmm. on these films you know right. they're sort of like tied to you know um so the, the arc the story right. arcs that are going on and like you know but like a, a post, couple directors post, the post credit like you know shit that they did not right. shit, those like scenes that the post credit scenes the post credit scenes yeah. yeah but you know like some directors kind of got lucky uh you know so like james gunn did Guardians of the Galaxy, and since that's set in space, he didn't really have to worry about anything else. He could just make his movie, you know? Um, Even, like, Black Panther, since it all took place in Wakanda, the rest of the MCU wasn't really affected, so they could kind of make the movie they wanted to make. But... But but And, yeah, at that point, they started figuring it out. With Iron Man 2, they hadn't figured out how to make your movie and tie it in so that's why i feel that one's one of the weaker ones but yeah the fact that it ties in makes it worth it at the end i had a few problems with iron man 2 Mm -hmm. and it so but i'll start with what i liked so that uh the scene with the uh the senate hearing (laughs) Oh, that's just the best. <laughs> that is really, really funny. He commandeers the screens and he just makes um what's his name? Hammer look like an idiot. Uh, yeah. the, uh Sam Rockwell's character. So mm-hmm. another another amazingly casted film. Yeah. Uh, you know, Terrence Howard gets replaced by Don Cheadle. I'm sure you have a story mm-hmm. you can tell me about that. But yeah. they make a point of when he the first time he comes on screen in that Senate hearing mm-hmm. to like He's yeah, like, it's me. Yes, I'm get here. It's it. me. Yeah, like get used to whatever. Like, so they were doing a nod to like we changed the actor. Yeah, let's get we past, know, let's you know, past it. Let's keep going. Yeah. Right. So they made a point to do that, but that's like you know, it's a little on the nose, but whatever. Yeah, but it's kind it's, of fun still. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Um, uh, but that scene was good. So and 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 Robert Tony Jr. continues to be like he is Tony Stark. So oh, I think that yeah. worked about the film. I didn't. Some of the stuff just didn't. And, and maybe you can tell me if if it was it had to be there because it was like 
they want it to be faithful to the, to a, a comic or, or because it pays off later. This particular mm-hmm. thing can't possibly pay off later, but when Don Cheadle steals the suit, mm-hmm. like none of that made sense to me. You know, I I know that it's set up like the you know the last like the climactic you know sort of the way the film ended and etc. But I just it didn't. He's is he a character that wears the suit moving forward? Yes. In the yeah, he he, be, in he the becomes comics? War Machine. Yeah, the, the, in the comics, the rest of the MCU, he's War Machine throughout. So, they, is um, that how it happens in the comics? Does he steal the suit? No, Tony. It, it, it again, there's so many different storylines, but it's usually Tony, like giving, giving it to it him, to him. And, yeah. and like making him. He's like you know, because they're good friends, and you know, Rhodey's a pilot and all that stuff, so he makes him War Machine. Right, so that didn't land for me at all. The way they yeah. like, fought in the house, and then the whole thing like that, yeah, it could have just done away with. And so, and, uh, Nick Fury even kind of puts it like puts it out there. He's like, he, you know, like, oh, he just stole your suit. You're Iron Man, and you let this guy walk in and steal your suit, and you know, and they find it like the the suits are like biometrically sealed, so. The only way he could have taken it is if Tony wanted him to. But right, did he like set that one up so he could have it eventually? Mm-hmm. Like, is that the story there? I to tell guess me? That's a, it, they didn't tell it very well. That's the right, problem. They did. Like they Iron didn't. Man Two is very messy. I, I I'm not very a fan of that one. Yeah, very messy. Yeah. A little disjointed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, they, I, did, I didn't love uh, Mickey. Black I, did, Widow. I didn't love Mickey Rourke. And it, he no. did, his character didn't work for me at all either. I want but my yes, build. Yeah, but they <laughs> but on. they give you um, Sam Rockwell's great, and they like yes. you said they give you Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, she's revealed, and um, like if unless you're hiding under a rock, you know they made a movie with her, Black Widow, whatever. So mm-hmm. even though I don't watch the films, I did know that she was Black Widow. Um, yeah. I don't know much about her yet, but I'm sure I'm going to learn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that Iron Man 2, yeah. Of the four that I watched, my least favorite, probably. Yeah. Again, it's, it's the It's close. That, them, that Incredible but, Hulk, close. But uh, yeah. I think Incredible Hulk, at least the story itself is cohesive. Mm-hmm. You know, it... it, it you know, I understood what they were where they were going with this, and you know, and then I'm also glad about the Tim Roth thing because now I understand where Abomination What's came going from. on in She-Hulk. Yes. In She-Hulk, yes. As uh, I was watching Hulk the other day, I was like, "Oh, good." Now AJ gets the whole She-Hulk thing. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I understand that, and I trust, and I don't trust that dude now on She-Hulk. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you can trust him. He totally means it." Yeah, he's gonna be good. He's gonna be good. Yeah, he's not good. He's he's crazy. So, um, yeah. So Iron Man two didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it was fun, but and you know that last like like the they do they do a good job with the the, the air special effects when they're flying around, and mm-hmm. I like how they yeah I like how they filmed all that, and that was really that was cool. That mm-hmm. was all cool. Um, I don't think they, they, they're going to get that wrong typically with the money that they, they're throwing at it. Like the special effects part of it and the action sequences are going to work mm-hmm. probably for the most part. 
Um, and they did in Iron Man 2. Like, you know, it was cool. That was cool. Yeah. But the story itself, like you said, a little messy. Yeah. And it, it was, yeah, overall, though, like, it, it seemed like they, they were forcing in shit like Black Widow and, you know, and she and giving us more Nick Fury, which I think is actually kind of a part of uh, Samuel L. Jackson's contract. He's like, you know, like, I'm not going to keep showing up to say one thing. If you want me, I want more money and I want to actually have a bit of a role in this movie. So, so they, they gave us more Nick Fury, which actually worked and was great. So I was glad about that. But again, it was shoehorned into the film. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that seemed to be the case, but mm-hmm. you know, anyway but you know not 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 awful iron man 2 but just you know it's it served a certain purpose for certain things and maybe that's why favreau left because it sort of served as a bridge maybe to whatever i don't know yeah some ways yeah it was just set up and that's the thing having watched it and then when you see other stuff pay off later on you're like ah i'm so glad i watched that movie (laughs) you know right so it's not as great in the moment but later on, you're going to be super happy you watched it. Right. And I, I think that's happens with a few of these movies. Some of them just, yeah. Although and, Thor, on the other hand, is one I like. So, so again, there's some things about it that are bad, but the movie itself, I thought, was great. I thought the, you know, the cinematography is beautiful. I thought the direction was great. There's certain little aspects of it that were weird, but I, I think the movie's great. Yeah, so this is a this is like again, I said highs and lows. This is another high for me, Thor. Mm-hmm. I thought Thor was really good. Yeah. Um I like um so I really and I and I and I need to study and read up and find like more like literature and movies about this stuff, but I like mm-hmm. the whole the Norse. Yes, God mythology. Thing, mythology yeah, yeah, like all, it, that, all that, like Odin mm-hmm. and Thor, and like you know, um, just all that the whole concept, like the whole and like like the Northmen, like with the Vikings and stuff. That's all related yes. to that. And, and, yeah, and, and so it's like it's a, like Valhalla, and you know the. Um, what are the um Val- like Valkyries and like all yes. the different, like all that all that like lore and mythology? I would love to know more about that because it fascinates me, like mm-hmm. to no to no end. And so Thor obviously leans into that heavily because a lot of the film takes place in um, Asgard and and Jotunheim and like these places mm-hmm. right that are um they're central places. Uh, you know, to for the character Thor, and like getting cast out, being on Earth is like you know, like a fish out of water story too, mm-hmm. which also works on several levels. And I also thought Natalie Portman was awesome in this. Like she is just so like her chemistry with is it Chris Hemsworth? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the Hemsworths, yeah. So Chris, yeah, so, Chris. Yeah. So. Her chemistry with him is great. I think she is such a terrific actress. Um, mm. She does a really good job with the 
with uh, what she's given to work with. And I also like how um, how the story was like, you know, a, a betrayal with, with Loki and stuff. Like, I, I liked all that, too. I liked a lot of the fight scenes mm-hmm. were really cool. Yeah. Um, they fun. all worked really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess there's just a marvel to look at, like just a lot of the scenes. You know what I mean? Costumes were like off the charts cool. Yeah. I just loved all that stuff, you know? And I just, it all worked for me. I really liked this mm-hmm. movie a yeah. lot. Yeah, it was excellent. I said, like, the, the fact that they dyed Chris Hemsworth's eyebrows blonde was a bit fucking weird. Mm. Um, and that's another thing. Like as the MCU goes on, he kind of changes, and even like, yeah, you know, not just the eyebrows, but other things about Asgard change a little bit. So, like rewatching it now, it seemed you know that's the stuff that seems off. But yeah, first time as a introduction to Thor, they they cover everything. You know, they they give you his background. They let you know about Odin. They know let you know about Loki, who yep. is just one of my fucking favorite characters. Loki is amazing. Even before this movie, I was a huge fan of Loki. Like back in my D and D days, there was this other game we played that was also a role playing game that. Uh, also, kind of delved into North North Norse mythology. Oh and man, shit like that! And I used to run a character who's, you know, was the son of Loki. And I know I, I've always fucking loved Loki, so getting to see him on screen was like such a highlight for me. So, so am I led to believe he's sort of like um, he kind of wields the sort of magic? Yes, where he can yeah. like duplicate himself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. Like, right, 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 right. So, so one of the elements of this of his trickster god capabilities or whatever mm-hmm. is is that whole duplication, yes, um, skill, and then just just uh, yeah, just like that one works really well. I think all the time. Mm-hmm. And then is the other one like because we led to believe in the post uh, credit scene. That he's just able to just be in people's ear and compel them to to suggest things and say things because he gets still in Skarsgård like he, he says something sort of and then he says something to him I forget what he says and then yeah. Skarsgård's character says it right so is he able to manipulate people in that way so yes is he actually but- even there. But but it, it's not his power per se. So uh, I know you you'll find out when we get to the the Avengers movie. But uh, Loki has something that gives him that power. It's not his personal power, but he has something that gives him the power to like control people's like, minds, like and, some amulet or something. Like, yeah, or like okay. maybe an Infinity Stone called the Mind Stone. Just maybe I don't know. Who knows? No, no, no spoilers. So that's like but that's maybe kind it's of mind stone. It's kind of an amulet in a way. It's sort of an amulet. I don't know, kind of. You probably hang that stone around your neck. How big is it? Yeah. No. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I like Tom Hiddleston. I liked uh, Hemsworth. Anthony Hopkins is obviously mm-hmm. a legend. Yeah. And he does 
like and he just oh, feels like Odin, doesn't he? Like well, he, he just owns the role. Like yeah. he just he he lives in it. Like that's the kind of actor he is. He just kind of lives in a role. You know what I mean? He's like he it feels lived in. Like it feels like he's always been that guy. You know, like and that's who he, you know, that's who should be playing him. Like any character he's ever played, you know. I, I just feel like he's such a mm. he's such a beast as an actor. Like <laughs> you know, and it's funny because that film came out when, like 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. It was um, 2011, I believe, right. It's like 11 years ago. He looks so much younger than he does. Like he looks so old now. Like right. 10 years, 11 years is like really aged Anthony Hopkins. Like um, he looked, you know, powerful almost in that, you know? Yeah. And then he ends up being in, is he in all the Thor films? Cause he's in the, he's in Ragnarok. No. Yeah. That's his last one. Right. Wasn't that the last Thor film though? No, there's uh Thor love and thunder. I just oh, came right, out this right. past year. But was Dean like the next one after this one? Yeah, there, there's one more after this, uh, Thor the Dark World. Yeah. Okay. And then uh yeah. And then so uh, I I think one. I I just like this world. Mm-hmm. I like the Norse, I like all that stuff. I like the yeah. world. The world like, just... Heimdall is a Idris Elba's character. Yeah, he's cool. the all seeing he, I'll tell you what. His role gets bigger and bigger as we go. And yeah, like he's cool in this one by, you know, the the end of this, of the Infinity Saga, you're like, oh my God, he is the greatest character ever. (laughs) They, and that's another thing with the MCU too. Like when they recognize they have something with someone, they capitalize on it, you know? Like, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like another, like Michael Pena's character. I know we're still far away from Ant Man, but Michael Pena was an Ant Man and fucking mm-hmm. stole the show. And they made sure they capitalized on that. And, yeah. and let's be honest, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, fucking excellent. And they capitalized oh, they made it. They on made it. They made a show, right? Yes. They make, or is yeah. it going to be a show? They made a show. Right? It, yeah, season one's already come out. There's going to be another season, I think, uh, next year. Or so, right. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, they know smart. when they have something and they capitalize on it. So it's easy to like get some. And there's so many good actors in these movies. You know, eventually, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know, if they if they write it well enough, then. You know, these somebody's going to deliver somewhere, right? Someone's going to resonate with the, you know, with the fans. Yeah. So he's cool. Yeah, he's he's a he's he's um an interesting character. Um, there seems to be like a lot more to him than than you really know about it, it even just oh, for, for this sure. movie. And yeah. it's not that I, it's not that they were like holding anything back, like a, or they weren't telling me the backstory. I just don't mm. think. I just don't think it 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 was required in this film. Like I I don't think we needed to see that yet from him. No. Yeah. Like his it's like he's more of a slow build character, maybe. Like I just mm-hmm. I wanna know more about him. I wanna know more about Loki's past. Especially Probably like I know, <laughs> I know, I know, like I know his parentage and stuff, but like the lead up to like no, when he makes that decision, you know, you know that how he became 
the trickster god, like how he became that guy. The god of mischief. The god of mischief, yeah. Like how did that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, because he's in this he's in this place that's like, you know, they're all heroic and whatever, and he's more like sneaky. Mm-hmm. But they're all like heroic and and yeah, for, everyone and, around and him for like each the... other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they all like it and they all want to like him or they wanted to. Yeah, Thor, Thor's crew there with like yeah. Lady Sif and you know the, mm. the the Warriors Three, like they call themselves. They, you know, they're all like super, like you said, like everyone on Asgard is that way. And then right, there's, heroic. There, there's Loki, <laughs> the god of mischief. Right, even the <laughs> even the right the even the the mother, like when the when the uh, frost giants came in, she tried she took picked up the sword right. and went after them like. Ready to throw down. Yeah, she was gonna throw. She did throw it down with one of them. Bring it on, fucking round. Right, they're all like brave and heroic, and then there's Mm -hmm. Loki. I know he doesn't come from the same stock. He doesn't come from the same line. But those frost giants seem like they were tough. Yeah, they were warriors (laughs) too. Right, they were. They were like Mm -hmm. like a warrior, a warrior class, a warrior race. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I like Thor. I really did. I like Thor a mm-hmm. lot. I'm, I'm interested in that in that storyline. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this about the MCU. Okay. If 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 something in the MCU resonates with you, like a particular storyline, can mm-hmm. you? I know it's not easy to do, but can you just watch those films? Like, can I just watch the three or four Thor films and be satisfied, or am I just gonna be like so annoyed that I'm missing all these like? needle drops or like is that the right term or easter eggs or whatever for the most part yes but you might also need to watch like the avengers movies as well right so like especially with thor like if you want to watch this and then thor 2 and uh thor ragnarok you definitely need to watch the avengers movies that he he's in but he's not in the other ones, like the Captain America movies, the Iron Man movies. He's not in any of those. So if you really just want to stick with Thor, yeah, you could do that. And then the uh, Avengers and Thor 2 right, and I'm Avengers not... Age of Ultron. And so, yeah, for the I'm most not... part, you can get Thor's whole story with the Avengers and the Thor movies. I, I don't feel like I, I'm going to do that. I just... I'm just wondering mm-hmm. for like the casual viewer, you know, a non MCU mm-hmm. person or someone an initiate like yeah. myself. Now that I think know. about it, that kind of works with most of them. Like if you only liked Captain America and you just watch the Captain America and Avengers movies, I think you'd be okay. I've never fucking thought of that until just now. But you kind of would be, yeah. You you watch right. their franchise and the you know group franchise, you'd be out right. But just if just you watch them all, it's even better because you get so many. No, no, I got you. so I, many payoffs. It's the best. No, I, 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 it makes sense. I just, I'm, you know, just as, just a question to ask, just right. something to yeah. like throw out there. If people are interested in like, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. The, maybe maybe you watched the first Iron Man. You were like, yeah, this is good, but I don't really. I don't know. And then 
I don't really like, uh, or you missed out on a couple films after that, and then you ended up seeing Thor, and you're like, oh, I really love this. Mm-hmm. Can I just watch Thor? Like, I just want to see more of that, or whatever. Anyway, but it, oh. it, it, it's obviously best to watch it straight through. Now, if I'm watching it straight through, like, if I'm determined to get mm-hmm. to the end of this, yes, we'll see. But if I am, if I become determined, I'm gonna I work need, on that. <laughs> do I need to watch the TV shows too? I mean, because I feel no. like I feel like the TV shows are coming hot and heavy now. Like they're coming very quickly. So, well, well, it depends. It, once we get past like Infinity or Endgame, then the TV shows matter. But before that, the ones like uh, Agents of Shield and Daredevil and stuff like that, those started off as part of the canon, but then all of a sudden, for no reason whatsoever, they just changed it, which kind of fucking bummed me out because, like, I was watching those shows and I was, like, super excited. I'm like, ooh, you know, after Infinity War, it's like, oh, how were these TV shows going to deal with what happened in Infinity War? And they all just acted like it never happened and completely went in a different direction. So... Those ones, yeah, skip totally. Uh, the post endgame ones like WandaVision and Loki, those ones are carrying out the story. And so, Hawkeye, yeah, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, not so much. I told its complete own story that really had nothing to do with anything. So, Hank and Miss Marvel is kind of the same way, but I'm sure at some point they'll tie in. But what they should, those two seem to tell their own thing. Yeah. They're throwing a lot of shows out there. Now. Yeah. They, they got um, way too much going on right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Right it's, now, it's I, right now I don't really have to worry about it right now. I'm just watching the movies. Yeah. So, that being said, what what's the movie after Thor that, that you have to watch? Like, what's next? Okay. So, the, this is actually where the MCU really starts to fucking pick up, too. Is So we get uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, would be your next one. And then the Avengers is after that, which is the... Oh, so that's like a, yeah. that's like a team up. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and that really... It, when I first saw that movie, it was immediately jumped to like the top of my favorite movies of all time list. It was so great. Again, because I watched all these other ones that built up to it and you got this huge build up and the payoff was great. You know, that, that, that is the one thing about the MCU is they will build you up. And even if you hit a couple little hiccups on the build up, the payoff ends up being worth it. it. It's so great. They're so good at paying you off. So, yeah, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger is an awesome movie, too. Like, it, it again, a self contained story. It, 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 the majority of it, well, pretty much all of it, except the post credit scene, takes place, you know, in the past. So it doesn't, they don't have to worry about anything about the MCU that's come already. So they're able to tell their own story, they tell it really well. Uh, Chris Evans is just fucking excellent as Captain America. He embodies that role so well. Um, 
And then yeah, the super payoff with the with the Avengers is completely worth it. So um, it's, called, it's called the first Avenger. Yes. And, and then I, I'll, I'll be honest. So after Avengers is Iron Man three, and then Thor two, which again aren't the best entries in the franchise. They're, they're good. I get when I first saw him, I wasn't happy, but again, shit pays off in the end. <laughs> so, but after those two, is some of the best work the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done with uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. It's like this spy espionage thriller that is just fucking perfect. It's so well done. It like it feels less like a superhero movie and more like a spy movie. It's awesome. And then from there they go to the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is just James Gunn kicking ass doing his thing. And again, because it's set in outer space, they get to just do their own thing and they do it so fucking well. So So if you stick this out, we we got some good ones coming up. When does the uh first uh Spider-Man movie come through. Oh, that doesn't come until uh, at, so it would be like phase three after Captain America Civil War. So Civil War was the first appearance of Spider-Man in the MCU. Like Tony Stark recruited him to help fight against Captain America, which yeah, spoiler, that's what Civil War was all about, was Captain America and Iron Man fighting each other. But uh, um, yeah, so he shows up in that, and then Spider-Man Homecoming follows that. Okay. So. But Homecoming, is is that on Max? Uh, well, where is that? I don't know. I haven't had to look it up in a while. Because, I again, I'm uber nerd, so as soon as it was available, I bought it on Amazon. So, so I haven't had to look it up in a while. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's possible, probably streaming somewhere. Daddy will look that up as we uh, as we talk. Well, I think you know we're not going to do this every week. Yeah, but you know we're we're going to space this out and do another one. You know, at some point, you know, where we'll talk probably through. You know, I don't know, maybe even through. Like, what would you say? Civil War is is that phase two? Um, Civil War is the two. beginning of Phase Three, right? So, yeah, yeah. So maybe like the end of Phase Two, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Which is let's see, uh, Phase Two ends with Ant Man. So okay, which is a good one. Fuck, Ant Man's great. Yeah. So how many? How many more after Thor Two? To Ant Man are there? Uh, yeah, Thor Two, and then. Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers 2, and then Ant-Man. Well, that's probably too many, but... <laughs> we have a couple more episodes if you want to keep doing this, but I'm telling you... But put it this way, you already... The fact that you're asking means you're interested. Well, so it feels like I'm turning you to the dark side, no, AJ. <laughs> not, not dark side, but I, I'm just like... <laughs> I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, we did an episode where I think we did 
do like talk about Winter Soldier, maybe, or I had to watch mm-hmm. it for an episode or something. I remember thinking that was decent, but I don't remember a lot of it. All right. But the, you tell me the first Captain America is very good. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's set during World War Two, and yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. Which yeah. fun fact? So, uh yeah, I ended up getting edited out, and it's just in a deleted scene. But in the Incredible Hulk movie, so like at the end, you know, when uh, Bruce Banner kind of ends up going up to Canada and living like in the middle of nowhere um after that point at one point he was like up in like the arctic circle and it you know caused an avalanche and you see all this ice coming falling down and at one point you actually see captain america's shield in the ice so they were setting up captain america during incredible hulk but it got it edited out but if you're a super nerd, you watch all the deleted scenes. <laughs> now, now, have you also have you also seen all the DC stuff? Pretty much all of it, yeah. That's the thing. When it comes to like comic books, overall, DC is my fucking wheel. Those are the actual comic books I buy and read, and so the movies I and TV shows I'm super excited about. So I watch those more. Marvel, obviously, the, the movies are awesome. I, I haven't read the comics as much, but yeah, DC is where my like comic book nerdness really shines. <laughs> okay. Well, I wish we'd have done DC because I dig Batman a lot. I'm mm. curious about the DC Extended Universe. Oh, it should be so much better than it is. They just didn't do it right. So, like, that's a good thing with the MCU, is, right, like, they introduced you to Iron Man, so you know what Iron Man's all about. And then they introduce you to the Hulk, you know what he's all about, you know what Thor's all about. And by the time we get to Endgame, you're going to know the character so well that it makes the movie that much better. The DC tried to kind of reverse it and introduce everyone all at once and then tell you stories about them. And it just, I don't know, it didn't work as well. They tried tried too hard to, like, the way Iron Man 2 was like, all right, we got to put this in and put this in and put this in to set up our later stuff. But when you do that in the first movie, it fucks everything up, you know, like, just tell us the story you want to tell us and worry about connecting it later. DC decided to try and connect it immediately. And it made it so the movies aren't as good. Some of them are excellent. Like it, like Man of Steel, for instance, that didn't try to connect shit, was excellent. One of the most underrated superhero movies of the last 20 years, for sure. I know why people don't like that movie when they really should it is so damn good like their portrayal of krypton is fucking excellent the 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 way they show clark kent's like you know duality and how hard it is to choose between saving people and you know keeping his identity a secret like it is so well done 
I don't know why I'm going off on fucking Man of Steel right now. <laughs> but Man of Steel is an excellent, excellent film. But the rest of them, eh, not so much. You know, there's a couple here and there, like uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad is excellent. Uh, the Harley Quinn movie is really good. But the other ones are just yeah. Good, I've actually you know? I've actually seen both of those. The James Gunn Suicide Squad mm-hmm. was yeah. Good. Those ones are really good. Uh, and uh, I did see the Harley Quinn movie. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, Superman Bruce Batman not so much. Justice League was not good. I mean, Zack Snyder's Justice League fixed things, but it takes four hours to, <laughs> to fix all the mistakes that were made. So. Yeah, pick that as you will. <laughs> but MCU, however, which is what we're talking about tonight, rolling along nice and smooth right now. Like I said, we got two uh, Captain America and then Avengers. So two more to kind of end phase one. And I think we should do that again soon because phase one goes out perfectly. So, and like I said, the fact that you asked means you're at least interested. So I think we should continue and go on to phase one. I, you'll be happy. Like, like I said, all those little things that were set up throughout these first few movies pay off beautifully. Yeah. So I say we go on. And I'm not against it. So nice. <laughs> all right. Well, that, I mean, that that's a good introduction for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know, like I said, there are some some highs and lows. I'm not saying they're, the other two movies are bad. They just, you know, we, you know, we we talked about why they weren't as high for me as the first one and the fourth one. So, mm-hmm. you know, Iron Man one and Thor were both terrific. So, but I'll tell you what, at least with when it comes to Incredible Hulk, um. You, know, you don't have to see Edward Norton anymore. He's gone. So we can get Mark Ruffalo reprising the character. Well, well I like Edward Norton. So. I know. I did, too. I thought he was good. But I do. I, I Ruffalo does a good job. And it, it would totally change everything if it was still Edward Norton. So, um, But everyone else in that movie is kind of gone. Like we never see Betty Ross again. We e- even at the end, the uh, Samuel Stern, the guy that gets the blood dripped in his head, and it seems yeah. like it's a, a setup for the character known as the leader, who's you know a, a Hulk villain. Uh, yeah, he never shows up. <laughs> like no, they the, tease him in that, and then but the, gen- the general does though. Yeah, the general shows up again, and Emil Blonsky shows up again here in fucking She-Hulk all of a sudden, all these years later. But yeah, everyone else is gone from that movie, so they they just gave you basically the the outline story of how the Hulk exists, and then from there, you know, we he kind of changes a bit, so. So if you didn't love that movie, it's okay, because it's not important (laughs) to the MCU. Which, again, I think that also comes from the fact that it was, you know, a different studio that had the, I think it was like Sony Studios, had the rights to The Incredible Hulk. So, you know, they made the movie in their studio and 
you know, it, it all came down to fucking movie rights and who could make the most money off of it. So, um, yes, Sony got to keep it and Marvel didn't have as much of a say, which is, I, I think, part of the reason, too, that Ruffalo took over the role instead of uh, Edward Norton. So, but it's worth it because Ruffalo is great. As you've seen in She-Hulk, he's, he's funny. Well, he's, he's a good actor. So yeah. you know, another good actor they have doing these yeah. parts, you know. So all and, right, well that that kind of wraps it up, huh? For yeah. uh, part of phase one of the MCU. Yeah, I, I didn't know you're gonna watch Thor. I had no. I, again I've seen it like five times, so but I hadn't I didn't re it's not as fresh in my mind as the first three. Because I did rewatch all three of the the first ones. It was like an eleventh hour thing. I, I had a couple mm-hmm. hours to kill this afternoon. I just watched it, so, so. which probably wouldn't have given. It was a it was a spontaneous thing. So. Yeah, I was you know I was feeling it. You know, I was just like, let's just do it. Let's just get I, in there. I unfortunately, which again, I don't know why I'm even talking about this, but uh, like I never, I never fucking get headaches or migraines or anything like I've never had to deal with that. And yet today for like, I was in bed for like three hours because my head, like I considered going to the fucking hospital <laughs> because my head was hurting so bad. I've never felt it before. And Nicole's like, Oh, it's just a migraine. I get them all the time. Stop being a pussy. <laughs> but I was literally like in bed for hours today yeah. because of my fucking head. It was, I, Thought my head was going to explode, but uh, 10 ibuprofen later, and I'm doing all right. <laughs> 10 ibuprofen, a bottle of wine, and hey, yo, <laughs> daddy's ready to record. <laughs> oh, goodness. Sorry, AJ. Hey, daddy man. needs help. <laughs> All righty. Well, before we get out of here, do you, mm. do you do you have any recommendations for anybody? For anybody for our listeners? Mm. Um. Well, I got a couple. Well, you know, I I got one weird one I want to do off the top. Uh so it's a you know not a movie or a show or anything. It is um. It's one that, like, I saw it in the liquor store a bunch of times. So I guess if you're not in Massachusetts, wherever you can buy beer and wine. Um, this is, like, wine brand called 19 Crimes, where they have, like, different, like, you know, criminals on all the labels. And one of them they had, I saw, I saw it a bunch of times, and it was a Snoop Dogg Cali Red wine. It's, you know, like a cheap wine. It's like 12 bucks a bottle. It's the, you know, the inexpensive wine. But yeah. one time I was like, you know what? Snoop Dogg's on the fucking label. label. I'll give it a try. It's actually pretty damn good. <laughs> the Snoop Dogg Cali Red Wine from 19 Crimes is pretty damn good for like a cheapish bottle of wine. I recommend Snoop Dogg's wine. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing Corona commercials now, so yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he knows how to get paid. So, well, I, um, and my mine feels like a little ex- like I don't know, 
redundant because I've talked a little bit about not what we do recommendations, but talked a little bit about how beefed up like Rotten Tomatoes website has gotten and what they're doing. Uh-huh. But they also have a very robust YouTube channel. Like very robust. Like they do this um it's called RT Essentials. They do lists mm-hmm. like the best sci-fi horror thrillers of all time, best animal horror movies ever. They just do like a whole bunch of stuff like that. But then they also do uh, like movie clips, RT movie clips. They do. Um, I'm gonna have to check yeah. this out. Uh, they do. Ro- they do a, 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 um, um, a show called Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. Because <laughs> they, you know, they have the ratings, so they go. Rotten Tomatoes is wrong about Scream. Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. is wrong about Twilight. Like, there's a whole bunch of them. Right. They just have these little shows. They're hmm. like, yeah, they're hosted by, you know, someone who knows what they're doing. You know, standing in front of the camera, talking. And the one I was watching um, recently was. Uh, the sci-fi horrors the sci-fi horror thrillers or something like Mm -hmm. that anyway but they they have a whole bunch of like like channels sort of like under the rotten tomatoes umbrella on youtube and i don't know it's kind of they give you good recommendations and just sometimes Mm -hmm. they do just like movie clip they just have movie clips on there it's like right all like based on like one movie they'll spotlight a movie and they'll do like 12 or 10 to 12 like clips from it like right now the most recent ones they did one day ago were um the northman they're like two plus minutes three minute movie clips like the gates Mm -hmm. of the gates of hell scene confronting mother scene you know uh yeah the where is it? The Queen's Revelation. See, like they just have a bunch. And they're like kind of random though, other times, like the little devil in a blue dress scenes, like and then Top Gun wow, Maverick that scenes. Denzel like, Washington movie? Yeah. And then wow, they have like I haven't thought of that in a while. Oh. Right. So they jump around the map and the timeline, yeah. but then they get Top Gun Maverick scenes. And then they so jump. Good. Yeah. So have you watched it yet? No, I know you I have like I know you're to pay like 20 bucks to rent it or whatever now but it should which means you're probably within a week or two be able to rent it for like five bucks when you get that chance rent it oh it's so good i'm going to i'm gonna watch it yeah definitely interested but Mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's just they just have all these channels and i thought it's just interesting that they've really done so much more with rotten tomatoes than just reviews right you know they've done a bunch of stuff now uh, articles and latest movie mm-hmm. news and you know I don't know it's just it's like it's 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 a it's a very giving website they have a lot of cool stuff on there <laughs> nice so that's it that's it for me all right so uh, let me give my recommendation of something to watch uh, which I started watching last week uh, it's only a few episodes it's still airing it's on uh Hulu and FX. Uh, it's a show called Welcome to Wrexham. W-R-E-X-H-A-M. Uh, it, it's a documentary 
about uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They bought an English football team. Uh, They're in like one of the lower levels of English football, but, you know, they're like building their way up where if they, you know, have another winning season, they'll move up to the next level. And if they can build on that, move up to the next level and eventually get all the way to the top, it'd be like, you know, buying like a a double A baseball team. But if they got better, they could get to the major leagues. And so, yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney bought this team in England. Um, And and it's interesting because neither one of them really know a lot about soccer. (laughs) Know a lot about English soccer at all. So, but, you know, like Rob had a friend who was super into it, you know, an English guy that worked on like Mythic Quest, that show he does now with him. Yeah. And... So they, you know, looked into it, and him and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds bought a team, and so they made the documentary following them through, like, their first season of owning this team. Um, I think they're, like, three episodes in, or maybe four now. But uh, it, it's, a, it's a great watch because, let's be honest, Ryan Reynolds is always fun to watch, and Rob McElhenney, also super fucking likable dude, if you if you've ever watched Always Sunny, you know, like everyone loves Mac. Mac's just the fucking best. So it's uh it, it's a fun show. It's yeah, interesting and yeah, I yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. So I I can't wait to see how it uh how it goes and, and how it works out for them because how fucking great would that be if they could actually take this team and build it all the way up to, you know, get to the championship or to the premier league, even if they got to premier league, holy shit. Be amazing. So yeah. Uh, welcome to Wrexham on Hulu slash FX. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Great show. All right. All right. I'm always looking for something. I'm kind of mm-hmm. in between shows right now. Well, I've been trying to watch Westworld, but that's not going so well. Cause season two is a little bit of a grind. Yeah. But, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I lost it too. I watched season yeah. one, enjoyed it. So like a few episodes of the season two, I was just like, "Oh, what else is on?" Yeah, <laughs> it's just very the, the the episodes just drag kind of. So yeah, it's losing me. But I'm always looking for something. So yeah, maybe I'll mm-hmm. check that out. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun show. All right. So excellent. This was a fun episode. I so AJ, good. Be, be, before we end it. You're down. You you're gonna keep why even let's say we don't record another episode. Are you gonna at least finish off uh Captain America and the Avengers? I will. I think you've built yes. it up. I think you've built it up Woo. to a point you built it up to a point where I kinda wanna I wanna see how the team up works. Ah. You won't be disappointed. They do it so well. <laughs> yeah, I wanna I wanna check out the team up. I wanna see how that works. So. I'm always down for a good team up. So yeah, I will. Uh, I right. will. I may. Right. I may. We're get, gonna I, do an episode about those two then, for sure. I might watch, you know, those two movies this weekend. Who knows? Nice. We'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll see. So. I got some other stuff, you know, that's on the tube this weekend. But you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll so. see. All, All right. right. Love well, it. That was good. Love it. <laughs> All right. 
I think that's it for tonight. Do you have anything mm-hmm. else you want to throw in there? Uh, one last time. The email address is uh, moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. And uh, we're on social media at moviecouncilpod. So, yeah, hit us up and give us a, a rating and a review wherever you're listening. You heard the man. All right. So, for Dan, for myself, AJ, good night from the Movie Council. Love y'all. The Movie Council is adjourned.